Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Tim Gaither Podcast, episode 42. My guest today is my buddy John Sheezer, who was also uh, kind of a catalyst for this whole podcast thing. You're the one who convinced me to do this, John. Well, I felt that, one, we're, we're in L.A. terms, we're neighbors, because we're five miles apart. Yeah. And so that was, yeah, it was about uh, springtime last year. I was like, hey, man, you should come over and... Yeah, 42 episodes, so yeah, that's been... Ten weeks, ten more weeks will be a fucking year. Jesus. Which is good, because that means you're doing sometimes more than one a week, or... Uh, yeah, sometimes I do. Sometimes I try to do, uh, I try to record a couple of them if I can, but uh, usually I, <laughs> usually I'm not uh, as good about that as I should be, but it's good to have a couple of them in the can, so you can just, you know, throw one up there if, you, if I'm out of town or something, I'm not able to... Uh, to interview anybody, or uh, sometimes I've just been doing them by myself if I have to, which is uh, it's challenging. Have you ever done a uh, one-man podcast? I have. It, uh, it's a lot of uh, planning. I yeah. usually try to make sure I've got XYZ topics, um, yeah. and then, God forbid, I actually go in and like research or read some stuff. And, right. Uh, but yeah, it's a little bit more, it's a little more challenging, like, um, on the podcast, uh, Sportsaholics, I have the luxury of, I'll take breaks. So if I'm talking about something, I'm just kind of over it, then mm-hmm. I'll just be like, all right, we're going to take a break and then I'll just go into play a song for a minute or something or. And you just come back to it. Yeah. And then just, or what I'll do is phone interviews and then just plug those in. Yeah. You know, so I'll talk about, you know, let's just say how bad the chiefs are. And, or yeah. how, and then, so right. after I get done bitching about the Chiefs, and then I'll be like, all right, when we get back, we'll be with Tim Gaither to talk about being a state champion wrestler. Speaking of uh, the Chiefs, uh, did you, you're a big fan of all KC sports, Yeah, right? more, more, I would say it's 70 Royals, 30 Chiefs, yeah. but I'm, I mean, I'm a Chiefs fan. Sure. I, I'm not, I can't name, go through the lineup and name everybody but did you watch all the games you could this year? And yeah, that? which, considering that we're on the West Coast, and yeah. I, I just have regular cable, like, I think there was probably six or seven Chiefs games yeah. on this year. It was kind of nice. Yeah, and I don't I don't watch, I watch so much college wrestling, I can't really, if I watched college wrestling and football, I would literally never do anything else. Um, so I didn't watch, I don't think I watched a down of football this year, and even when I intended to, I just didn't, and... Uh, and then after this last game, I didn't even realize it was the playoffs, and uh, all these all these people are on Facebook pissed off. The Chiefs fucked us again. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what are you mad about? <laughs> Don't you yeah. know that's gonna happen? I got mad a few years ago when they were playing. Uh, it was playing. They were playing Indianapolis, and they were getting beat. They were winning by four touchdowns. That was like, a 28 point game. Yeah, they were winning by 28 points. And I looked at my brother, and I go, "Not even the Chiefs will blow this." <laughs> As soon as I said that uh, shit, they started fucking up right and left, and I, I just kept it just kept getting worse and worse. And before I knew it, they just couldn't stop the bleeding. And yeah, that was Andrew Luck's welcome to the NFL moment. Yeah, it, it, yeah. It hasn't really done much since, but well, yeah, that's been... that's being a Chiefs fan. When I was back in Kansas City the other week, um, I, when I was on stage, that's when I was. I, I like to talk local Chiefs yeah. Royals, depending on the season, right. and I, and I'm, and. I said to the audience that just making the playoffs, like, that's the Super Bowl. I go, it never dawns on me as a Chiefs fan that you can actually get to the Super Bowl yeah. and play in this thing yeah. that if you win, you're, you're the best football team in football. It's crazy. Because as a Chiefs fan, uh, it's first round, or you get a first round bye, you have a really good season, <laughs> and you go 13-3, and three, and then you don't play in the first round, which is kind of like a win. And yeah. then you lose in the second. That's I mean, how, they're zero and five at home. In the they've never won in the playoffs. There's two. There's four games. In never. Uh, or no, I mean they have, but it's been since 1990. Okay. Is their But they're zero and five. Uh, Andy Reid has had two 18 point. There's been four total 18 point comebacks in the second half in NFL playoff history. Two of them are under Andy Reid against <laughs> the Chiefs. In the last five years or four years or whatever, uh, that, that's actually really funny. That's how we should start 
That's how KC should start billing the playoffs. <laughs> this is our Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> AFC Wild Card, Kansas City Super Bowl. If we lose, we're just going to pretend we got second in the world or whatever. And, I uh, mean, those AFC West champion shirts aren't bad, yeah. you know. But it, it's, it just hurts because you've got Denver fan in the division. You've got Oakland, who just hired John Gruden, who's moving to Vegas in two years. So their franchise is on the up and up. Whether that translates to good play on the field, I mean, we'll see. But they've got the makings of a really good football Oakland team. is going to be the Vegas Raiders? Yeah. In, uh, I think, 19 is when they started. Yeah, two more years. And then... That team is never going to be good because they're always going to be partying. You know, if you're if you're a professional football player in Vegas, would you be focused? I wouldn't. I yeah, you're like this is an episode of Ballers. I mean, this is there's yeah. been a, this is the episode of yeah. Ballers. It's like that first and you remember that show First and Ten from HBO way back in the day. Yeah, when it had Tony Soprano and he was like the Tony Soprano was on there, maybe. I, I know O.J. Simpson was on it. Oh, That's okay. how old it was. Like okay. his name was T.D. and he was the uh, he was like he was God. It was a long time ago because he had just quit playing in the show he was like he was trying to play and then they were like yeah you can be a coach <laughs> <laughs> he's like yeah <laughs> what do you need coaching on exactly because i know how to do a lot of I things can teach you how to murder a motherfucker did you see him at the bill at the bills game there's all these pictures oj went to buffalo and was at oh, the yeah. play or this year yeah might have been, the game might have been in jackson wherever the bills playoff game was yeah buffalo or oj showed up and was just taking pictures with the fans really they're loving it they're really? like the juice yeah huh buffalo bills legend and this was recently this was four days ago as oh, of wow. as of january 9th well <laughs> yeah you know i mean people forgive i guess uh for, you know well you know a small market like buffalo that's yeah uh you know comedians i know that have Aren't even necessarily famous, but have been on TV. Comedian, same guys you know, but they'll move to different parts of the country, and all yeah. of a sudden they're like, "I can't go to the grocery store now because people bother me about this show." Really? Yeah, and so, and then this person in particular I'm thinking of now lives back in Pasadena and can live a normal life. And, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, that's one of the perks, I guess, of LA. Yeah. You, nothing that I deal with, but I'm just saying, like. Yeah. So OJ, when you go into like Buffalo, they're like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, Juice hasn't been here since April seventh, nineteen ninety three. Yeah, he was a you know he was a good football announcer back in the day. I, I always enjoyed Juice on the sidelines, and uh, man, it was uh, what a crazy thing that whole deal. Did you watch that uh, OJ? Um, all this, all the newest shit they had this last year. I did. I did, actually. It yeah. was, uh, it's like a train wreck. He couldn't stop watching it. It's not like he didn't know <laughs> what happened, you know? I mean, well, like, oh, did he not murder him this time? I like the counsel guy, because if you noticed, um, which you, maybe you didn't, but on Twitter someone pointed out that one of the five people on the board is just wearing this obnoxious, huge Kansas City Chiefs tie that has arrowheads on it. It says Chiefs on it really big, like, yeah. like you bought it at Walmart or something. <laughs> just like the shittiest tie. It's like, you know you're on television. But at the same time, he's like, I just want you know the world to know that Chiefs Nation extends all the way to O.J. Simpson hearings. And who is this guy? This is like one of the DAs in Nevada. Oh, really? Just sitting on the board. He's like right in the middle. He was on the mic a lot, so there's a bunch of close-up pictures that people took of him. Yeah. Just rocking a red Chiefs tie. Just arrowhead <laughs> pride. Yeah, it's, it's, it's almost like home today because uh, it's, it's raining here, which is... I was driving over. I thought that it felt, it felt today feels like. And listeners, I grew up in Kansas City as well, um, or the Midwest too. So this feels like a Midwest October. Yeah, it's really. It's, and people do not know how to drive out here. They they all turn into eighty year old women. They're like, oh, it's raining. I don't know what to do out here. I don't even. I, the other night, I didn't even go to the comedy store. It was raining so hard. I'm like, I'm not driving thirty miles on this shit. All these idiots out here don't know how to fucking drive because it's raining. Um, but do you ski? Because in Mountain High, which is two hours from here, it's gonna be ski weather soon. Man, I have. I have an ex an ex girlfriend. Uh, that I dated for a couple of years was an avid skier. Yeah. I grew up in a ski town, and so through dating her, I was I went skiing maybe three times over a couple of year period and yeah. enjoyed it, liked it. My I current love it, dude. with my with my wife, 
she's not so much. Uh, she had a bad experience snowboarding, oh, yeah. and like I think broke her tailbone. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. It's, so she, we're there are no plans for ski trips. Yeah, all. my wife. We went skiing a few years ago, and uh, <clears throat> she had never really been. And I got down the mountain. <clears throat> excuse me, ahead of her, and I was waiting. And I always had to wait because she was really new at it, so I would get down the mountain quicker than her. But this particular day, it just took forever. And finally, I was like, I was like laying down in the snow, just like enjoying the sun. Like finally, after about a half an hour, I was like, what the fuck is she doing? What happened to her? She finally comes down the mountain. She's crying. And I was like, what happened? She's like, I'm done. <laughs> I was like, what happened? She's like, this Asian guy on a snowboard plowed into me <laughs> oh poor thing dude it was over she had to, she had to quit. especially at those mountains too i'm sure like the level of uh, experience varies greatly yeah we went to like big bear for like the first time she'd ever skied and she did pretty well considering but it was not the place to uh to take someone for the first time but we went last year to park city and that place was awesome dude oh that's where you can actually get lost on the trails and yeah i mean i don't utah right Park City, Utah, yeah, yeah. and uh, just beautiful up there, and it's like one of the best ski places in the world, and uh, it was so fun, dude, and the last day I was there, I tried to, uh, there was this little tree, and I kept seeing people go up and around this little tree, and towards the end, I was getting kind of cocky, and I'm like, I'm going to do that, and it was just a green mountain, which is like the easiest level or whatever, I don't fuck with blues too much, That, that I, I can do a blue, but they're almost straight down. I don't know how people do blacks, those, those, yeah. the biggest yeah, yeah, one. Um, but anyway, I went around this little thing, this little tree, and it was supposed to be this little whoop, you know, thing. So there was like a snowbank behind the tree. People were like ramping yeah. around. And, well, and you go around the tree, and I, you can't see, and there's like these three moguls right in a row, just boom, boom, boom. And by the time I hit the third one, I just oh. fucking wiped out. Oh. I never hit the ground. I, my shoulder's never been right since. Oh, man. Um, see, that's why I'm kind of against. Yeah. I like water skiing. Well, I was going to ask if you wanted to go, but I guess that's the answer to my question. Well, I mean, I'm I'm all for um, being in cold weather, snow. Um, well, plus you're huge. You're like six foot two, two hundred pounds. So if you fall, that's a lot of dude. It is <laughs> to be crashing. But I, I mean, I feel like I wouldn't fall that much because I would be responsible and hit the greens and then try to go on a Tuesday or something when there's. Yeah. Not as many people around or something like That's that. That's the worst of those fucking snowboarders. They will stop in the middle of the mountain and just sit down. And I'm like, hey, assholes, yeah. you know, I'm skiing here. I'm going to kill you. And they're they're from Hemet in like the Inland Empire in the desert and just drove up there. Yeah, just probably. training, learning how to snowboard. Yeah. And uh, so that's a different thing. In Park City, they had like separate mountains for the skiers and the snowboarders. Locals only. To, yeah. You didn't have to deal with that bullshit. Um but I, I enjoy the hell out of skiing, dude. It makes skiing and uh, riding a wave runner is probably are probably my two favorite things in the world as far as like, you know, doing something for fun that's extreme. Or There's a nice adrenaline rush. Yeah. I, I once in the Ozarks uh, pinned a jet ski. I think it was at 67 miles an hour. Ooh. And I had the, it was this great experience. My cousin worked for a boat company down there, Mile Marker 1. And listeners, the Ozarks, uh, Lake of the Ozarks, you actually you probably know all about it now from that show Ozark on Netflix, right? which was actually filmed, majority of it, Georgia. But uh, So they dammed up a river, so it's this weird snaking lake. So they have mile marker, it goes from like 1 to 80 or something like that. Right. Because the, the river, sna- uh, the shoreline snakes so much. But my cousin says, I got to deliver this uh, jet ski to I think it was mile marker 30 or 35 or something like that so just hopped on and rode this thing for 35 miles and so and he had a boat that they were delivering you rode to. a wave runner for 35 yeah. miles or maybe uh, maybe 25 I mean it, two, or, th- two or three hours like oh wow and so I got so far ahead of them because they were delivering a boat too that I would pull into these coves and they'd just be glass silent like nobody on the lake and I would get as far back in as possible and create like a quarter mile and just pin this fucking jet ski just take <laughs> off and they go so fast you it almost throws you off because they can accelerate so quickly yeah but the hard part when you're going that fast is as soon as you take your finger off the gas it stops immediately too so you almost when you're going that fast and slow down 
you're half just throwing yourself in the water over the handlebars. Yeah. Well, now that you're uh, now that you've uh, you're on this little bit of a fitness craze, John came over this morning and uh, two bottles of water. He's had two bottles of water. He's, he's uh, trying to get healthy in the new year, and I got this thing called a Bowflex Max Trainer. And uh, would you do about two minutes on that? And you're like, fuck this. Two, yeah, maybe two minutes. We're gonna do it again after the podcast. And uh, he, he was trying to. I think you were just trying to do too much, too fast. Well, you were going too fast. I heard you in there. I'm like, that's a mistake. Well, you have to pin. You have to keep it in <laughs> the needle in the range of five to ten. You're supposed to, you're but so- I, I think when you're starting out, you just need to get through it. I don't think you need to worry about any of that shit. Just for 14 minutes, just keep moving. Yeah, I guess that's in my head. I'm like, I can't, you know, what are the consequences if this thing drops? You know, you're playing up worst case scenarios. You fail. <laughs> it shocks you. Uh, but no, last year was the least productive physical, physically uh, year of my life as far as working yeah. out. Maybe five times total. Really? I mean, maybe. Basketball. It's easy to get into that. It's easy, man. I mean, to get into that habit, you you don't work out for a couple of weeks, and you're like, eh, I kind of like. No, that. for sure. Out, you know, and I'm in my mid 30s, so you can't just like shed weight as easily as you could, you know, 10 yeah. years ago, 15 years ago. And so, a couple months ago, I just started. We actually had a juicer, so I just started using it at, at our house. Yeah, and then so this, I'm gonna try to just do. I'm going to shoot for three days. So just doing, it's just all vegetables, like cucumbers and kale. And, uh, I throw a lot of ginger in there. Just try to clean yourself out. Yeah. You just, 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 it's all vitamins and nutrients. Yeah. And, uh, I get part of it's clean yourself out, but part of it's just natural energy. Um, and soda, I cut soda out like five, Dude, six that's days the ago. Main, that's the main thing anybody can do for themselves is, is quit drinking that shit. Cause it's, it's evil. And it's like, uh, there's all this addictive shit in it. Like you don't realize until you start until you try to stop drinking it that like oh shit. Well, I'm addicted to soda. My mom for years was trying to quit uh, drinking diet coke, and finally did because she had read that for your liver, uh, it's terrible. It does the same thing like the alcohol would as yeah. far as oh, it, really? it processes the same way or it's using the same you know yeah that makes sense like your body doesn't know the difference between like <laughs> fake sugar and real sugar <laughs> yeah. it doesn't it processes it the same way so people don't realize that they're like oh i'm drinking diet soda it's like yeah anything that has zero calories and still has flavor is probably has a ton of cancer causing shit in it. yeah you know that's I mean? a good rule of thumb right <clears throat> and my mom god bless her she drinks uh the sprite zero like it's going out of style it's and, it's uh, so it's, and she always has and i tried to get it off of it and I, she was all fired up about it and then like went back to visit her and she's like can you bring me one of those sprite zeros you <laughs> <laughs> quit drinking this shit mom she's like I, I don't drink near as much of it i'm like it's a slippery slope, man. There's only 12 ounces in a can, so you crack one. Next thing you know, you got four or five of them. Yeah. You know, done throughout the course of a day. But I'm excited for this week. I got my mom a. Uh, she might be getting it today. I got her a, uh, a, a kick-ass recliner. She got uh, a real bad back and legs and knees and all this shit. And uh, this kick-ass recliner I bought her is uh, hopefully gets delivered today. But I was like, you know, it's. Uh, it's nice to, to know that your mom's going to get something nice like that in the mail. One, make her feel good. Uh, it's got massages. She can relax. And all yeah. that shit. Yeah. And she's in pain a lot. And she has been for a lot of years. How's your mom doing? You, you were just in Kansas City, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was back there over the over the holidays visiting uh, family. And my wife's family's from Phoenix. So we'll on Christmas Day, we'll fly from Phoenix. We'll usually spend three or four days in Arizona and then go to Kansas City on Christmas. Okay. Um, but, no, it was good. Family's doing good. It was cold as, I mean, negative 15 cold. Yeah. I mean, just br- brutally cold. And uh, went down, did some shows at the, the new Stanford's in Kansas City, which is there on eight, Stanford's 813 is what the, I guess, the new name is. And that was cool. It, it's... It's nice having to go downtown. Like that was the best part of that ex- that experience of doing those it's shows. Downtown or midtown? Down, downtown. downtown. Okay. Right, right downtown. In fact, you take thirty five over the north side of the city, and exit like you were going to the, well, the city market. But yeah. instead of going left, 
you'll take a right and just head right into in yeah the city. i know they've made a lot of improvements down there downtown downtown used to be someplace you just didn't go when i was a kid and nah, yeah no now. reason to go there i mean yeah. unless you skateboarded that was the only people i knew that went down there were like the really good skateboarders yeah but that was it did you get to see a lot of friends when you're in town i did i you know it's great that's one of the perks of doing comedy and it's just seeing people like yeah. i get like a mini high school reunion of people that i actually care about yeah almost every time i'm back and yeah that's true with to, facebook and all that shit i get people from middle school and and yeah seen in 30 fucking years yeah i actually had a middle school friend uh he was one of the bullies in middle school added me on facebook today and you i was like bully? i was like oh look at you you're i mean it's weird to think i mean there's a couple bullies i have in mind uh, this guy was kind of a bully. I mean, luckily not to me, but like he definitely punked some people yeah. in middle school for sure. But, uh, were you always bigger? A little bit. I mean, I was fat. <laughs> I had a fat stage in like seventh, sixth and seventh grade. Yeah, Let's say kids, husky. A lot of kids. Husky. Yeah. And then, uh, but in eighth grade, man, I grew seven inches in like oh, six wow. months. Okay. It was so bad. I got shin splints. I couldn't walk for a week. Yeah. Just limped around like in pain. Yeah, that's a lot, dude. Jesus. Yeah. No, it was... It, I had a growth spurt around that time, too, and I was like the tallest seventh grader, and I haven't grown since. Yeah. See, that's like the... St- you could have been the bully then, because yeah. I mean, most of the bullies now, because this guy now, I'm looking at him, I'm like, oh, shit, you're only like 5'10", 180 pounds? Like, yeah. man, you were just crushing eighth graders, though. Speaking of bullies, this girl reached out to me a few days ago on Facebook, and uh, um, she was like... she, She was like... Basically, I you know we messaged back and forth a little bit, and uh, and then she was like, you know, I don't know if you know, but you changed the course of my life. And I was like, what did I do? And uh, she was like, well, in eighth grade, I, she was heavier, and I guess I don't really remember her being heavier, but I guess she was. And uh, she told me that this guy uh, that she was getting picked on in eighth grade, and we were we had history class together. And this kid turned around and said something really mean to her. And uh, she said that I got up and and I, I took his head and I smashed it into the desk. And I and I said, don't you ever fuck with her again. And, uh, and I made him apologize. And she said that it kind of went through our little middle school. And she said people completely quit making fun of her. Oh. For the most part. Yeah. They, they just, she was like, here and there's some, you know, there's always assholes but uh for the most part i never got made fun of again and and not only that but when i got to high school um i had all this confidence because people would quit messing with me and basically i won't get completely you created that window where she could actually you know be herself and like yeah and and she said that she was i mean she was going through she said she was going through a really hard time and and it totally um helped her and and I honestly didn't remember that particular incident, but uh, it, it made me feel good about myself the whole day. She, yeah, she dude, like, that's that's like, incredible. You don't realize how close I was, you know, the suicidal thoughts I had and all this Man. shit. And she was like, from that day forward, it completely changed, and people didn't, you know, because it, it happened like right at the front of the classroom, you know, so yeah. like everyone. Could what see if that's it. the new like Facebook spam message? Like, <laughs> can I? Can you come by like seven dollars? <laughs> can you send me seven dollars? <laughs> Like, yeah, yeah, sure. Come, come to, well, find, come to find out it's just some scam. Yeah, <laughs> no, dude, that's that's a, that's awesome. Especially to think, look back, because I mean, I was a little dick when I was in seventh and eighth. Like, I mean, we I, all are. I mean, we all are. I don't know. I mean, my parents, man. I mean, yeah, I don't know how the hell they did it, but just to think, like, oh wow, I was actually I did the right thing when I was twelve. Yeah. You know, like I just. Yeah, you know, I would be proud as hell. Because I'm going to take this moment to apologize to Ben at uh, my bus stop, who we, who I ripped his underwear one time because we were giving him a wedgie. And then his mom came up and told us to stop picking on him. And we were like, all right, we took it a little far, haven't we? Your Aww. mom's coming up here. <laughs> and we did. We stopped. She, she came up like the next day? Uh, prob- yeah, I'm sure. Because... It just kept escalating. We had the best bus stop ever. I wonder if poor Ben was like, please don't go tell the kids to stop picking on me. God, God. sorry, Ben. Like, we were definitely 
bit bullying the crap out of this kid <laughs> for at least a couple weeks until his mom came up. But it, cause what we, we would all bring extra fruit to the bus stop. So everyone would have like rotten bananas and oranges and apples. And we would, we made this game up where we would line the shit up in the street and you, you get points if cars ran over whatever you brought to the bus stop that right. day. And so the street just littered after two weeks of this shit. It looked like just like a fucking Farmer's Market that just got <laughs> Smashed destroyed. Like, like Gallagher had been yeah. to the show there. So then the, they got, anyway, they got we got in trouble for that, and then it just kind of escalated to me and a couple other kids giving Ben a wedgie. So again, Ben, I'm sorry about That's that. That's an atomic wedgie if it... Uh... Yeah, I guess so. There was some ripping, definitely. And uh, again, yeah. sorry about that. Well, it'll be all right. Maybe. You know. The opposite of what uh, Tim he did. He might be on it. He might be on it. <laughs> tower somewhere right this second because of what you did thanks john no that's tough i mean that's like one i don't have any kids in the what you know we're planning on it at some point you know i always say in the future whenever that could be nine months could be 18 whenever it happens yeah. but that's like it's kind of nice that all the anti-bullying stuff just to think like kids to see how kids are aware of it right and there was i forget which comedian it was but he had kids and they were talking about bullying and he's like oh he's like it's great like this was a couple years ago when glee was like the big show yeah he was like yeah it's weird now like all my kids are in high school it's like you're the cool kid if you're in choir and, and like in the plays he's yeah. like you know nobody bullies anymore it's like the show glee that's <laughs> like, like that's that's cool and just like like but we grew up on like Revenge of the Nerds, and like you watch these old movies. Like we were just watching meat meatballs. Like we bought meatballs. Are you ready for the summer? You know the Bill Murray, like yeah. legendary. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah. Do you watch that again? It there's like especially now with all the sexual allegation stuff, and you're just like, that's kind of, <laughs> just bunch of sexual references to the girls' cabins, and you know, and just like stuff that's right now would never ever get greenlit yeah you know and that's i mean that movie's almost 40 years old now yeah but yeah, it's, it's funny i saw this thing yesterday that i didn't see oprah's speech or whatever i haven't either was, but um somebody had put something on facebook about her being on her high horse or something and then somebody else put all these pictures in the comments with like her uh, with harvey weinstein like giving him a kiss on the cheek and at all these different events like she's just right there with the guy and it's like yeah you're pretty tight with him oprah did you not know any of that shit yeah, um, <laughs> I think it's funny too that, and God bless Oprah. I don't, I don't have a problem with Oprah Winfrey. Whatever, I don't, you know. But um, I think it's funny that she's made a living basically endorsing like weight loss shit, and she's heavy, and she's made a living telling people how to be married and have children, and she hasn't done either. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's interesting that she's the queen of those three things. And yeah, like, but the color oh, purple is yeah. a great movie. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, Oprah's weird. I mean, uh, you could probably timestamp those pictures right when she's like, "Oh, by the way, Harvey, I'm starting my own network." Smile. Yeah. You know, like, do you want to invest some money? It's watch movies now. What's what are they going to have to go through and re-edit Weinstein Productions out of all these? T like, it's every almost like half the movies you're watching. Yeah. It'll pop up and it says Weinstein Productions. And you're just immediately kind of cringe. <laughs> and you're like, all right, I guess I'm watching Rio 2, <laughs> Lost yeah. in Brazil. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, uh, now it's, but it's good that all that stuff can happen. And, and clearly, like, the, the culture's changed. And kind of what I was saying, like, whenever uh, we were growing up, and I guess kids still have access to these same movies now so it could be they could say the same thing but like it was just much more like out of control and like just drunk and debauch you know and everything yeah it's like generations of americans watch these movies every famous person that lived in the 80s is like cringing right now like we should <laughs> yeah you know and it's uh it's no excuse but when you have like Three subplots of just like I mean you have a whole movie about bullying nerds. Seven of them, <laughs> I think. Revenge yeah. of the Nerds. Revenge seven of the nerds. That was the first time I ever saw um, nudity that wasn't just boobs. I remember they showed. Uh, he goes, Booger goes. This is bullshit. I want Bush pan down, 
and we were, and the girl pulls down her pants, and you could see her, like, her pubic hair, and we were all like, oh, my God. <laughs> You're like, oh, my God. <laughs> friends of the nerd has Bush. Oh, my God. And Booger's like, we've got Bush. We've got Bush. They're just a great. There's some, I mean. The oh, angels. and they had put secret cameras in the, you know, that shit wouldn't fly now. You couldn't yeah. be like, ah, we, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah, who greenlit the cameras in the girls' changing room? Oh, this. Yeah, well, back then, they were just like, oh, that's just good, clean fun. They're like, oh, that's great. We used no, to it, just it, have to stand in lockers. Yeah, it's a good thing that's changing. And, 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 you know, if I have a daughter someday, I you know, I'm very grateful. And my nieces and, you know, I, I'm, I'm grateful that, that all this shit's coming out in a lot of ways because it'll it'll change things for, for women. Yeah, my thing, too, is, Eventually. okay, let's look at the Hollywood spectrum and, and for the guys. Like... I like how many times did you book something or have you heard someone book like oh yeah I booked this it's immediately whose dick did you have to suck to get that job it's like this is a guy saying this to you know what I mean it's like so there's this weird like and it's not a double standard at all because it's what it is is like I'm just saying that there's some element of that that guys deal with it's very small and half the time it's joking but I'm like it had to have happened at some point or else there wouldn't be a joke about it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like somewhere down the line in the 60s or 70s, farm boys from Kentucky and Indiana are sucking off Harvey Weinstein's back in the 60s to get a part on Green Acres, you know? <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know if anyone was sucking anyone off to get on Green Acres, but... That was a hit show. <laughs> okay, maybe it was Hee Haw. I, I did like that show, though. I, I can still do the damn theme song if I had Green to. Acres. Yeah. Green is a place to fall. Yeah, it's she popped in every da, 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 da. It was just that dun dun. That was what hooked you. It was just the theme song. Yeah. Um, I was talking to uh, my buddy Hank earlier. The uh, Switching gears here. I was talking to my buddy Hank, the World War II veteran. Have I told you about Hank? You mentioned I don't know much about him. I was at the airport... I don't know, about a year ago, and there was this old guy getting wheeled through the airport, and uh, and he had a World War II veteran hat on, and I was sitting there, and I had a layover, and I was thought to myself, how many guys that were in the World War II are even left? So I I found him. I just went, you know, followed him. His son was pushing him in a wheelchair, and I kind of jogged down a little bit to where I, I could see him, and, and I just started talking to him. And this guy is a stud, man. You saw his picture. He doesn't have a wrinkle on his face. Um, you would think he was like 65, and he just turned out to be the coolest guy. And we changed, we exchanged numbers, and uh, I called him, and now we talk, you know, at least once a month. And uh, I'm gonna have him on the podcast. I'm actually gonna have him on this afternoon. I was hoping to have him on with you, but he had something he had to do, and I was trying to explain to him. I was like, hey, Hank, I would like to have you on my podcast. I was like, do you know what a podcast? He's like, podcast? (laughs) You don't realize how hard it is to explain what a podcast is to someone until it's almost like he's, it's almost like trying to explain to an alien or someone who's never been to earth, like what a podcast is. And when you try to explain, I'm like, it's not radio, but it's kind of like radio. And, you know, in his head, he's thinking like, interview like is this going to be live and i'm trying to explain to him no it's not live and anything you don't want in there we can cut out and he's like well i don't want to get in any trouble i'm like dude i'm <laughs> yeah, like you're, it's not that no you're our, of our greatest generation any opinion you have is if anyone is has a right to their opinion it's you and uh and so i think i'm gonna have him on this afternoon and and i look forward to it and and we were talking about that earlier how difficult it is to explain the internet oh, and yeah. all that shit. With my people. grandpa, it just same thing. Anything with Facebook, I would just, just if I saw a picture, someone commented on Facebook, I, I would just say like, oh, uh, I saw this picture that Susan put up of the new house. She says it's coming along nicely. And then Deborah also agreed with her. <laughs> you know, just like. Yeah. Like, that, that's how it would have happened if they've actually been in the room instead of just commenting. From yeah. a thousand miles apart. Yeah. <laughs> What's Facebook? It's on the internet, which is yeah, the... which is what? <laughs> That's the thing. Never mind. Just TV works. and. Yeah, this dude's a stud. He still uh, rides his motorcycle. Um, and I, he, he lives in Ohio, about two hours from Columbus. And I told him I work there about once a year. 
and he was like, well, I'd like to come to your show. And I was like, well, do you have somebody who drives you or do you? And he's like, no, I'll, I'll ride my motorcycle that far. So he still rides his motorcycle for two hours. That's he, crazy. He took his son, his son is 68, and in his words, he rode bitch um, for, like, <laughs> for like four hours. So he's got this sidecar, his son was riding, riding bitch. Just these two old men. I mean, 68, I mean, that's just... 68's I mean, up there. Yeah. He's the, he's the young spry one. Dude, this and family he, is incredible. Dude, to be honest with you, he looks younger than his son. Yeah. When I saw him at the airport, it was like... It was like the older guy was pushing him, and not that his son looks bad, but this guy just looks so good. And yeah. when I put when I when I do the podcast, I put a picture up of him that I, that I have. I mean, he's just a freaking stud. I cannot believe that he's ninety two years old. I'm like fifteen years away from that because my dad <laughs> looks. My dad's like eats the same thing every day for the last forty years. Really, just like he's. It's actually kind of nice. So I hopefully someday I will adopt this habit. But during TV time, commercials, sit ups, some push ups, and just always active, but looks really young. It's so uh, he does all that shit. Yeah, yeah. That's a good idea. I mean, as an old like not as an old man, but you know, in his mid sixties, he's still playing tennis as often as he can, and you know, doing all that kind of stuff. He's still teaching, right? Yeah, yeah. Both your parents are teachers. Yep. I'm trying to get him to retire, uh, and so we'll see. Well, your mom looks young. I would, yeah. I would never think she was in her 60s. Well, but she's got to be, right? Yeah. Yeah, early 60s. Yep. Yeah. You look good, Judy. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, uh, hopefully, I've got that in the genes, and so I'm trying to slow things down so I don't mess that up. What do they teach? Uh, my mom is, like, teacher, social right? studies and, like, middle school. Okay. And then my dad uh, is teaching art. Oh, yeah. And so, teacher. but they both, um been doing it my mom for over i think close to 40 years and my dad for right around 20 and so they don't they're not planning to retire anytime soon um i don't think so they, i mean they both really like their jobs and yeah like, and it's not like it used to be man i mean 65 isn't what it used to be it's a lot younger than it used to be so. yeah 65 when you're in the field working all day you know yeah like you were done yeah you know you know but you're now, working at a factory or something but and people, we just know so much more about health and all that other shit, and there's so much stuff out there that it's it's easier to be healthy. But was that hard growing up with teachers? Were they strict on you? Um, not. I mean, they seem like pretty easygoing people. See, I was like, they they were, and like I was like a real, like I mentioned earlier, like a dumbass. And then, so I had the luxury of being deaf for the most part. Like I've had numerous ear surgeries. Oh yeah, I didn't know that about you. Growing up, and so. There'd be spans of like, and I wouldn't, it would just gradually go away. And then one day I like, they'd be like screaming my name and I'd be like, what? They'd be like, they've been yelling, we're calling your name. And I'm like, for like 30 seconds. You're like, oh yeah. And then I, apparently like the last straw would always be my parents getting out of the car in the driveway. I could hear the TV on in the house and they'd come in and I'd just be like posted up like two feet away from it. Just they're like, turn that down. Jeez. And so, between that... Because you just couldn't fucking hear. Yeah, I just couldn't... Between that, like, I, I just had a numerous... Uh, what a great excuse, though, even if you could hear them. <laughs> Dude, it's, it's <laughs> You're like, I didn't hear you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, my wife struggles with my hearing. <laughs> She's like, I know you heard me. I'm like, I didn't, I swear. She's yeah. like, but you nodded. I'm like, I just, I thought I heard something else. You hear what? fine now, though, right? Yeah, um, it, it's weird. It'll, um, I'd probably say in my right ear, I've got, like, 60% hearing loss, but it'll go as bad as 80 sometimes, like if I get an ear infection oh, wow. or worse. Uh, my left ear is pretty good, um, but I had a bunch, just like learning issues, like constantly mixed with, you know, ADD and just, which most people, I never took medication for it when I was, I finally did when I got to college just because I was like, I just need to be able to sit down here. <laughs> for yeah. more than like 20 minutes and you graduated from college right i didn't actually i'm, oh, you didn't. I'm about a um a year actually what i should what i would pro should probably do is retake about a year's worth of stuff about two years but i could finish within about like a year and a half or you could just tell people you graduated yeah or i did i graduated <laughs> with a degree in sociology they don't know they're not gonna uh, that shit. but that's i was doing sociology and working at like group homes and stuff and that yeah. was that was real tough job just to experience. This one was like kids Dude, under 15. Yeah, social workers and all that shit. Those people are saints. They get paid nothing. You deal, I mean, but you're you have to helping see. out so many people. Sure, yeah. Uh, yeah. You're I, trying I to. 
I imagine if you got like, you know, if you're a sensitive person, though, I mean, it would be hard to not take that stuff home with you. You know, you would constantly just be. Yeah. No, that was. I mean, the last week I had a kid who's one of my favorite kids. He's probably seven years old. He was removed from his this by the state from his parents because he had been molested by the neighbor who was like his uncle, mm -hmm. who I guess was notorious molester of children. So the state felt that they didn't do an adequate job of keeping him out of harm's way. So they put him in this house. So this kid, he's like seven or eight, hasn't seen his parents in probably a month. And so they show up. I've got to supervise this meeting and just very emotional. And then you got a state representative there like discussing court yeah, you know details and like I have to like sit in to, on the monitor on behalf of the kid and the company I was working for in the group home. Right, and I was like, I don't need to hear all this. This is like, yeah, I was like, not not for like twelve bucks an hour. Yeah, you know. Did you think you were ever going to be a teacher? Um, because no, actually no. But it was something that I feel like I mean, especially now doing comedy, it'd be. Awesome. It'd just be like, all right, let's uh, go with some geography today. It just, yeah. I mean, just the best teachers are the ones that made it fun and entertaining. Yeah. Uh, I was going to be a teacher and only because I didn't know what else to do. And I would have been that guy that showed films like three days a week <laughs> and take your test and pass it back to your neighbor and all yeah. that shit. I would have, I would have been, I think I would have been, uh, I think maybe I would have been good at certain aspects of teaching. But well, you would have been a wrestling coach, so that would have fueled, yeah. that would have been what kept you at the job. Yeah, probably. And, and you know, I, I like I like kids. I, it would be fun to try to get them to, you know, like realize their potential and all that stuff. But as far as actually teaching them or them actually <laughs> learning, I don't know how much yeah. they would have actually learned. But I also don't know how much the education is kind of fucked up in this country anyway. But... I don't know how much anyone really learns in college. All you really know, learn is how to cram for tests. and. Yeah, college is very weird. But I think that's what it is. It's like, what kind of workload can you handle under high, intense situations? And then, oh, do that for four years, get some paper, and then that proves to these companies that they can work you like a mule, and yeah. you can handle it. Yeah. And then... Yeah, basically, it just teaches... It just, uh, it just shows that you're trainable. You know, yeah. unless you're gonna, unless you're gonna do something specific like be an architect or some shit. For the most part, it's just like, oh well, we, this guy graduated college. That means we can teach him whatever the fuck we want him to do for this job. But other than that, um, I mean, how many jobs? I mean, I feel like most jobs you could just grab anyone for and train them, like in three months to do the majority of the jobs in this country. Sure. Regardless of education. If yeah. Well. Some people are pretty stupid, but... Well, I'm, let's just say, like... Uh, but yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Barring, like, doctors and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Unless but. you're going to be a lawyer or something, which, by the way, my uh, my wife is doing jury duty this week, and and she has, she's been really good about not talking about the case, and, and I don't want to talk about it either. I'm like, she's it's a murder case. And oh, So this man. guy's life is on the line, and I'm like, eh. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to influence you or any of that stuff. So she's been really good about it. But it made me. In, but she told me about this other lady who's on the jury that, from the start, she's been like, "Yeah, this guy's guilty," and and making all these comments. And I'm like, "Well, that's the kind of person who shouldn't be on a jury. Like, <laughs> yeah. that is a huge flaw in the system. Um, you know, it, we we take these twelve people and we just expect them to, you know, and the judge like reads like." Don't don't think this way and don't think that way and don't let this into your brain. And I'm like, well, yeah, maybe one out of twelve or five out of twelve on the jury can do that, but you can't expect them all to. Yeah. What a huge flaw in the system. And I also read, I saw in that documentary, The Thirteenth Amendment, that ninety-seven percent of people who get uh, indicted or whatever for crimes don't go to don't go to trial. They just settle out of court. Ninety-seven fucking percent. So even if 10% of the people in this country were like, no, if they demanded a trial, nothing would get done in America. Yeah. I mean, it's obviously, I guess it's the best way that they figured out to convict people or, or to not convict people, but the jury system, but 
God damn, what a flawed, fucked up system we've got. That's weird. It's like, I don't want that responsibility. Yeah. Or like, or if you're on trial for murder and you're looking at these 12 assholes going, these are the guys? Yeah, yeah. Shit. <laughs> that are deciding my fate? Oh, man. Yeah, that's... Uh... What uh, What else you got coming up, Johnny? Um, you going on the road anymore? No, I'm going up to the District Theater in uh, Gilroy, California. It's just south of San Jose. But I do a monthly show up there. Okay. Um, that I just uh, I started it just so I can take LA Comics up to do actual 20, 30 or longer minute yeah. spots and so because in around here everything's 10, 15 minutes max at the most yeah. and so um, but I'm, this will be the, I think the third or fourth one uh, that I've done I've got uh, Davey Wester is gonna come. He's coming back to LA for the first time in a couple of years. And it's uh, been that long since David's yeah. been here. Yeah, because he was up in Washington and for a little while, and then Minnesota. He's actually in Vegas for two, for like six months too. But yeah, it's been three or four, I think. Cool. And then, uh, and then Jim Murphy and Doc Willis. And so we're all gonna hop in a car. That's on the the eighteenth Thursday of uh, January. And then just some stuff back in the Midwest, like in May. I think the First or second week of May, I'm supposed to do the Blue Room again mm-hmm. um, in Springfield, which is a great room. I always have a good time down there. Uh, yeah, that is a fun little room. I haven't been on stage in almost three weeks, and I'm going to Colorado Springs in a couple days. And it's always fun uh, that first couple times getting back on stage if you've taken any time off. Yeah, I normally don't take that much time off, but uh, it's it's been nice, and it's kind of fun to. Uh, when you get up there and you, you kind of don't, you're like, shit, am I going to remember my act? And you get up there and it all just kind of keeps coming out the way it's supposed to. Oh, yeah. And I try not to think too far ahead because it's kind of, it's it's fun for me. It's like, yeah. I haven't heard it. I haven't, oh, yeah. That, oh, that's right. This is coming. This is, oh, it's this a is little good. bit of like, do man, I wonder if I still got it. You know? And then yeah. that happened to me in Kansas City because I'm thinking like, man, first of all, it's Kansas City crowd, so I know that anyone that's coming out seen at least half of my stuff yeah. on stage. And then, so that's always in my mind. And so I'm always like, well, trying to get the new stuff record, you know, or I would definitely want to throw all, all these five new ones just in case, you know? Yeah. Um, but one of the shows I'm thinking like, all right, I'm going to try to do, I'm going to try to go for like 45 minutes working this new stuff. And then it ended up doing, it was, uh, I think, 70 minutes. Oh, wow. It, it was, which I think is um, right around, like, the longest show. I mean, after 70 minutes, I was sweating. And I'd <laughs> done a bunch of stuff that I'd either forgotten about or hadn't done in a long time. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is this will work here. Like, you were sweating just because you've been up there so long? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pacing around and had a flannel and a sweatshirt on, like, <laughs> just because it was so cold outside right. I didn't yeah. want to wear a jacket on stage yeah usually if I'm sweating on stage it's not going well <laughs> <laughs> no. this was me just actually having a good time uh, what I was doing is I, I had a apple crown royal and 7up that I was just like sipping on yeah. and it was like delicious so then like just towards the after an hour of just finishing like a whiskey and then yeah. just like working and the stage there is four by five feet and yeah. so i somehow managed to work up a sweat i i haven't in drank almost seven years now it'll be uh gosh it's been like today is i think six years and ten months so two months away from seven years and uh i i never miss drinking every now and again i i i miss those when i was first starting out i only had like you know when i would first start featuring and stuff and headline one-nighters i would headline these one-nighters with like 20 minutes of material but i would just drink and stretch that 20 and have a great time 50 or an hour sometimes and yeah have a great time doing it and every now and again i kind of miss that but not enough to go back to it by any means not if it means going to kirksville missouri (laughs) that's funny you mentioned kirksville missouri because that was one of the first places i did headline at a a one-nighter and with 20 30 minutes of material and now that you know i would probably probably say that it was more like 10 minutes of material because i'm sure most of it was shit but i did like a i did like over an hour and and 
got pretty drunk and but had a great time. Had like a they they brought me back. They wanted me to do an encore and wow. all that stuff. So I came back up on stage and did another ten minutes and. It's a lot easier to do that shit when you're drinking. <laughs> yeah, and that's just... what Patrice O'Neill told me. He was like, he was like, I realized that I wanted to, I had to get to the point where I could do that without doing that. You know, yeah. like I, I can't be drunk all the damn time. Yeah, you know, because he went up and he did the same thing, and he realized that you know that was cool, but I got to figure out how to be able to do an hour up there and be me and all that without getting drunk. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, you can't roll into it like. Filming a special. Be like, hold on, let me finish these six beers real fast and then yeah. head up there. And no, I think it's, you know, as you get more experience and you've done more and more shows and rarely now when I walk out am I looking at an a audience or a setup where I'm like, wow, I've never seen a, this kind of setup before. You yeah, know, I think I've seen, seen it all every now. scene of like tiered balcony and that sort of thing or yeah. weird like a patch of people over here nothing in the middle and another patch over on the right you know yeah. just like that's what i tell people who rely too much on crowd work i'm like one of these days you're gonna walk in and there's not gonna be a front row or a second or even a third row and it's just those lights in your eyes and you ain't got any fucking material <laughs> have fun with your crowd work for 20 minutes buddy yeah <laughs> you know you can't just pull crowd work out of your ass and forced crowd work well, talk about this. this popcorn is horrible here right guys yeah huh? hey back there Anyway, um, been at this a little over 50 minutes. I would, oh, shit. Wouldn't That's mind, great. Uh, yeah, it goes quick, doesn't it? Um, I'm going to wrap this up because I'm going to interview Hank and I've got to go get a haircut here in a minute. Nice. I'm going to so, jump on. I'm going to do like five more minutes on the treadmill. Um, yeah, but, I'm going to make you go in there and do that thing. No, I, I am. I am. I'll be happy I did it later on when I'm sore and I sleep comfortably because I did it five minutes on this stupid thing. But Yeah, uh, so... We appreciate everybody listening. I'm going to go torture John on this device. Uh, yeah. And then, again, listeners, if you're in Springfield, Missouri, uh, May, or what is it? The second weekend of May, I think it's the okay. 9th and 10th. And just go to John, J-O-N, is here.com. John is here.com. has got all the, anything you'd want to need. There's even some of my comedy clips on Yeah, so. absolutely. Funny dude, good guy. I'm glad you could come over and do this. And uh, we're going to go torture him a little bit. And my website is timgathercomedy.com. I'm going to Colorado Springs this weekend. I'll be in Wichita, Kansas at the end of the month. I'll be in Arizona at the beginning of uh, February and Tulsa, Oklahoma, I think, in March. Anyway, it's all on there. Um, I've got about eight dates booked for 2018. So it's going to start off this week in Colorado Springs. and yeah, That's uh, going to be nice, man. Yeah. Always check out makingithappen.com. Help out little Bo Macon, M-A-C-A-N, ithappen.com. TimGatherComedy.com. Check out all my uh, social media. Follow me on all that crap. And uh, as always, thanks for listening. And got anything else, John? No. Nope. Uh, I've set a personal goal that we will do at least two shows this year together. Okay. So it's Sounds been a good. while. Tim was the first comic that took me out on the road to actually do a 30-minute set. And that was probably 10 years ago at least. But... Uh, but yeah, so need to get back to the old ways. Jason Dixon told me when I was starting out, I was thanking him about taking me on the road and he goes, well, just make sure you send the elevator back down too. So, um, I try to help people out as much as I can. It's way more difficult than it used to be, but, uh, yeah, there's definitely, I mean, there's probably 10 times as many comedians as there was 10, 10 years times ago. as many comics and they'll all do it for nothing, which by the way, if you're a comic listening to this, don't undercut other comics by, uh, um, just don't do it. You know what that means. <laughs> yeah. Cause then someone's going to undercut you and then you're yeah. haggling over $600. You're like, I, I just did three shows. <laughs> and that's how we get screwed in this business is because we all want to do it. And they know that we try just as hard for 50 bucks as we do a thousand. Uh, we still want to get the same amount of laughs. And once these evil bastards figure that out, they try to take advantage of us. So don't let that happen. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. Peace. We really appreciate it. God bless all of you. Bye-bye.